it is a choice to live within Christ's boundaries. Right? That's, that's what we call people to, to, to make that choice to follow Him and to live within the expectations He's set. It's a choice to live within your marital boundaries. It's a choice to live within your financial boundaries. The same door that lets your friends in can become a prison if we're not willing to reflect on what that door is, on what it means, on the opportunities it gives us. If we build the boundaries, if we build that door from a place of fear or from a place of anxiety, rather than a place of prayer and deliberate confidence, then that boundary can become a prison. And again, that robs you of that best life. Think about it this way. If you're going out to set boundaries and you're reflecting on, you know, is it biblical? Is it healthy? Am I just being mean? Are you setting the boundaries to protect yourself from harm? Are you setting them to keep yourself holy and blameless in the sight of God? Or are you setting them to hide from the world? Are you setting them to to control someone? Are you setting them to exclude someone? What's the motivation there? That brings me to the the final part of my message today, and that's how to set healthy boundaries. There's three key lessons I quickly want to run through from from Jesus' earthly ministry. Number one, make time for private prayer. Matthew 6, 6 says this, "When When you pray, go into a room alone and close the door. Pray to your Father in private. He knows what's done in private and will reward you. Guys, you have to spend time alone every day in prayer, in communication, in reflection with the Lord. That is so critical. That time alone that you spend, reflecting on the Word and, and seeking His counsel and seeking His wisdom, that's who you're going, how you're going to understand who you are in His eyes. And look, I mean, Jesus himself took time out of his earthly relationships. He took time out of his commitments to go and spend personal soul time, just him and his Abba. He made that call, and if it's good enough for him, it's sure as good good enough for us, all right? That's how Jesus lived a rhythm of life that was full, that, that kept him from burnout, that kept him full of grace and full of truth and full of power and full of love, for his fellow man, by going and spending that time each day and reflecting. That's how you stay compassionate. That's how you stay energized and fresh to minister. If you know who you are in God's eyes, you know your eternal worth. And you'll understand the value of boundaries and of setting standards if you understand how important it is to remain holy. And the second one is this. Be honest and direct. As I said, boundaries aren't concrete walls, but they are clearly defined, right? And you should know pretty quickly if you've crossed a boundary. Parking boundaries, you stray from a ticketed area to a free and you're going to know about it pretty quickly, right? You've got uh, geographic boundaries. You can stray from where Maroon heroes are born to states of amateur thugs, right? You'll know that pretty quickly um, as soon as you cross that boundary. Don't be shy in communicating what your boundaries are, all right? I'm certainly not shy in owning my heritage there. 
Relationship boundaries are the key to speaking truth in love. All right, Galatians 5.1 says this, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Are you standing firm in your relationship right now? Or have you submitted yourself to physical slavery, to emotional slavery, financial slavery? That's not the model God gave us. Christ died to set us free, to live a life of free abundance. Don't submit yourself again to slavery. And the final one is this, set priorities. All right, Luke 16 verse 13 says this, no servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Look, we use this quite a bit to to explain earthly uh, desires, Um, but I, I think it's about more than just the black and white of living in God or living in the world. You can't be all things to all people all the time, all right? That is a recipe for burnout. It's a recipe for disaster, all right? It's, it's a path we've all walked at some point, and I bet money again, it's a path we'll all walk again in due course, all right? But you can't be all things to all people. You have to know who you are and know what you're willing to surrender, what you're willing to give up. At times, we may need to give up some family time to surge at work, all right, because financial concerns or, or worries um, you know, require that we work a bit more. At times, we'll need to give more uh, into our friendships because our, our friends are in a place of need, but you can't stay in a constant state of giving everything to everyone. Jesus didn't do it. Again, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us, right? Jesus himself had personal needs that he put priorities on. Right? He took himself out to eat. He took himself out to pray. He took himself uh, off to the front of a bow to sleep in the middle of a storm. He had pretty clear ideas of what his personal needs were. And that's it. He didn't live on the defensive. He lived on the offensive in dealing with temptation and with Satan. He was proactive. All right? You read his ministry, he, he had a clear plan of where he was going to be, what he was going to do, and when he would be there. He had that plan in his mind. He didn't just wander around the countryside aimlessly for a few years, okay? He set priorities. He knew what he had to do. He knew his purpose on earth, and that's what we need to do as well. well I said this at the start, and, and I want to repeat it now as I, I start to wrap up. God's not a killjoy, all right? We are meant for a life of joy and intimacy and love and humour and empathy. That's what we're made for. We're made for that life. So we're meant to be in relationship with God and with each other. But just as God sets boundaries for us, we need to set boundaries for other people. They are absolutely essential to living the best and richest lives that we can live. And the only way we can do that is by knowing and owning who we are. And who you are is incredible. You are blessed. You are powerful. 
you are, you are not a doormat. You are chosen. You are not someone's plaything to abuse or to control or to manipulate. You are a holy creation of the living God and you are loved. That's who you are. You deserve your best life. That's where the boundaries comes from. Why don't we take a minute and just pray. Just just take a couple of minutes, close your eyes and bow your heads. Um, I was in here before the service and just taking a couple of minutes to just for some quiet time and prayer. And as the band was was practicing, not that they need any practice at all. Um, look, I had this this image clear as day coming to mind of of someone drowning, right? someone who was kicking with all their might and, and trying to swim and just couldn't couldn't seem to get their head above water. If that's you today, if you feel like you are just giving and giving and striving and pushing and fighting and working all you can and it's not enough, then I want to pray for you today. Because you need biblical boundaries in your life. You need to be able to carve out that space to be alone and in communion with God. You need to rediscover your incredible worth to Him. If that's you today, or if if you're just in a place right now where, you know, you just feel tired, if that's, you just feel like you just need a, you just need a break. If that's you right now, then, Again, I want to pray with you. I want to encourage you to spend some time this week in, in prayer yourself and just lean back into God. Spend some time with Him and just understand how worthy, how beautiful, how loved you are and how important it is that, that you build these processes to live your best life. I want to pray with you to a God who has plans for each and every one of you to prosper you, to grow you, to bring you into this richness, this abundance. Pray with you to a God who has plans to meet every one of your needs. A God who will never give you more than you can handle without a means to handle it. A God who will never leave you, who will never abandon you, who will never let you run down a God who will be there with you at every step of the way, a God who sets the model for us to follow. That's the God I pray to, and that's the God I want you to pray to too. A God who will go to the ends of the earth to find you. A God who cries when you cry. A God who hungers for your release from the earthly battles. A God who wants you deeply to be in relationship with Him. That's the God that we serve in this place. That's the King who reigns. If that's you today and and you want some just separate prayer, please, I really want to spend some time with you after this today. And 
and help you to rediscover who you are in Christ, who you are in God, the incredible things you've been called to do, the wondrous things that still lay ahead of you, that your best time is still to come. And that whatever the world is throwing at you right now, whatever attack or assault you are under, it is not above the power of God. That He has you in the palm of His hand and He loves you. You are a chosen and holy creation, designed for perfection, called back to relationship with Him. You are loved. You are loved. And as one church, we said, Amen, Amen.